Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home, one time travel minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. I should have said I was Chris LaSalle, or I will be. Mm, I will be again. Time travel. That's the beauty of time travel. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, minute number 29. Mm-hmm. And this minute starts with McCoy outlining the entire plot of the film. <laughs> and this ends with Kirk letting Earth know it's all about the humpbacked people. I mean, humpback whales. Oh, my God. You're, please don't. You're going to keep doing that the rest of the season, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so we pick up from last minute where uh, McCoy had said, uh, you know, Kirk says, would you prefer to do nothing? McCoy starts his monologue with uh, i prefer a dose of common sense mm-hmm. continues here by saying again the entire plot of the film by saying you're proposing to head backwards in time find humpback whales then bring them forward in time drop them off and hope that to hell they tell this probe to go what did to go do with itself which i think is brilliant was that in the trailer that'd be pretty funny if that <laughs> that would have been <laughs> <laughs> the end uh yeah, Kirk's response. That's a general idea. They make that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, do you think that? Do you think this was the actual pitch? This was the line from the pitch from uh, from uh, Nimoy and um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the producer's name. Harv. Uh, Harv Bennett. Yeah. Uh, do you think this was their their pitch line that said, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to head backwards in time, find humpback whales." Uh, we're going to bring them back back in time. We'll drop them off, and then it'll communicate with the probe, and then everything will be okay. I, I love that you asked me that because it actually segues into two tidbits I have. Oh, two tidbits. <laughs> two tidbits. Because I can totally see Harv going like, yeah, that's the general idea, and the producer's going, well, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm not funding that. <laughs> uh, well, there's two things. So Harv Bennett uh, – Harbin originally, when this thing was, when they were flipping, uh, you know, working through the story, um, instead of humpback whales, Harbin had a pitch that it would, they instead go back and find, uh, at the time in the 80s, a recently discovered species of the uh, called the snail darter, which is a the small, snail darter. yeah, mm. it's a small species of fish about the size of two paper clips. And uh, so Bennett essentially was saying, well, it'd be a lot easier to, you know, special effects wise to, to get back these tiny little fish instead of giant whales. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it actually makes me, you know, like total uh, tangent, but uh, I was wa- rewatching Star Trek Beyond uh, recently. Mm, okay. And um, I, I hadn't seen it since originally we saw it in the theater and, uh, in the opening scene where you know Kirk is you know presenting this this peace offering between the two species and the <laughs> yes. the big giant you know whatever I forget what the, the species were called but anyways he's freaking out every time Kirk opens his mouth and and he ends up rolling down the the down the hill to to confront Kirk and when he gets down to the bottom of the hill he's just yes. a little tiny thing um, 
It just made me think of that because you just, you know, these giant whales, these tiny little two paperclip fish. They could mess around with that with scale, right? Like, sure. Oh, my God. oh absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the other one, so the other tidbit was, again, when they were trying to um, uh, pull together the story ideas for Voyage Home and, and time travel came up, uh, Gene Roddenberry had been for a while, um, you know, he's a, still the executive consultant, so mm-hmm. you know, not really in charge of anything, but um, he has been, he had more than once been pitching this story, a time travel story that the Enterprise crew uh, go back in time to the 1960s. Surprise, surprise. Um, and uh, in interacting with uh, the storyline of Kennedy's assassination. Ooh. And, and whether it was, I don't know if they were, if it's them stopping the assassination, but, you know, right. it, it could be kind of like, you know, sitting on the edge forever with, you know, Edith Keeler must die. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, I guess it, he, he was a bit of a, Rod Bear was a bit of a, a pain in the butt to Nimoy and Bennett for, I don't know if it was coming up to this movie, but I think it might also have been for search for Spock. He's been pitching this idea of the, the Kennedy assassination. So right. it came up mm-hmm. again. Uh, so anyway, great question you asked there. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to see that. I mean, uh-huh. I think we talked about it a little bit, right? Like these time travel episodes, they always seem to go back to the current time that the, either the show is taking place or the movie's being made. Right. Um, you know, would we have wanted? I suppose they could have. Voyage Home, they they could have time traveled back to, you know, the 60s or the 50s or something, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. But more fun to see them in the 80s, 80s I guess. Mm. All right. Uh, so, so Kirk did say then, or asked McCoy if he's got a better idea, and now's the time. So he's opening the door just a bit from his one-track mind to... Uh, he's open options, but is it just because he knows McCoy's not going to have one? <clears throat> McCoy's just yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, so then they walk through the, yeah, they walk through the bridge. They they walk through the, um, you know, to the bridge, and Kirk says the computations, Mister Spock, and he says in progress, Admiral. So. He's is he just sitting there like with a slide rule and a table, like working on these computations, or what's is he doing them in his head, or what's he doing? Um, I don't know. I, I would love to know that too. And like you know, what does computations mean? Is he literally doing the math? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and is in the in is it just? Uh, is it just Spock that knows how to do this? Nobody else knows how to do this? Is it just because Spock's the smartest man alive? I, again, I think this points at Spock's smartest man alive. Right. Like, unless he's, there's a file that they're pulling from, you know, how to do time travel. <laughs> um, I mean, they're the only ones that seem to know how to do it. Yeah, that, that came up in the original, uh, I mentioned it back on Monday about, you know, in the naked time. Yep. You know, Spock had said something about, oh, now the, now we know how to tie, to travel back through time. And Kirk said, you know, we may use it, we may risk it someday, Mr. Spock. Right. Um, yeah, so obviously yeah, it's, it's a huge risk. Yeah. It's, they get, okay. Well, that's a, that's a great question then. Is it, did, does, did they share that information with Starfleet? 
Yeah, I don't. That's what I mean. Like, is he pulling this from information from the databanks, or is he like just doing this all from memory? You know, memory, and is using the computer and putting the computations in, so he's he's able to get what he needs, like speed and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it would seem to me that it's something they could have held on to, like just because you know we all yeah. know the danger of time travel. We've all learned you, know, you go back in time, and with with great power comes great responsibility, kind of thing. <laughs> wrong show oh okay uh, but uh yeah no you know um yeah god because if that get really when you think about it if that got out you know and got into the wrong hands you know everybody'd be time traveling to mess mess things up oh yeah definitely hmm. interesting like thought yeah it is okay so computation in progress and then kirk says you know get me through the starfleet command and then they they cut away to, uh, I guess, some nice effects of you know Sam, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the storm. So that's we were talking about that, asking yep. for that a bit. Like, uh, how bad is it? Uh, that looks pretty bad. You think so? Kind of bad. I don't know. There might be actually some sunlight <laughs> in the background. A little bit. Um, Did you want to see like the Golden Gate Bridge like swaying and stuff? Uh, a little bit, maybe. I mean, I don't think it looks too bad. I mean, you can totally tell it's a Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. Right, so visibility is decent. It's minimal. I would say minimal. Minimal. I mean, you can see some sunlight poking through, but like over to the right, it's all black. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was expecting everything to be. It was all black like that. Yeah, well, it's getting there. Yeah. It's a getting there. So what do you think about the the sham wow in the monitors. <laughs> um, again, I, I, I think it's an, it's it, sometimes it's the little things that show a little more realism. So for me, I'm I'm okay with you seeing the water because then we see like the damage it might be doing, and I know it's a little silly, you know, to have the rag and the and the water, but I feel like when I when I see this scene, I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, they're in, you know, they're in trouble, like the. The structure starting to crumble, water's coming through, which also proves that they are shoddy craftsmen. <laughs> yeah, there's something about that shot that it's um, it, it it's um, it almost doesn't look like movie magic to me. It's like, well, yeah, okay, they just splash some water on that thing and shoot it. Uh, it it looks very. I'm not sure how to explain. It. it looks very real, which is what you want, I guess, in a movie, right? right? But it almost looks too real. I'm not sure how, yeah. to, how, to, how to explain it, but um, and I hadn't thought about that. What you just said about yeah, if water's getting in, then that's indicative that there's some some there's, serious damage happening to the buildings. There's trouble. Yeah, that's subtle. That's a that's a, a subtle then. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what do we got? Uh, faint transmission. I think it's Admiral Kirk calling. Yep. So this is where his big, his big thing comes on, and we only get bits and pieces of it because of the, the distortion. But I did find what he actually says. Oh yeah. He, okay. <clears throat> so I'll, so, he comes off and he says, "Starfleet Command. This is Admiral James C. Kirk, en route to Earth in a Klingon vessel. We have intercepted and analyzed the call of the probe threatening Earth. Uh, with the help of Captain Spock, it is our opinion that only the extinct species humpback whale." 
can give the proper response to the probe. Do you concur with this opinion? Do you read me, Starfleet Command? Do you read me? Now, in the in the script that I'm going off of, it only says he says uh, Starfleet Command. This is Admiral James C. Kirk. We've intercepted and analyzed the call of the probe. And then Cartwright comes on and says, "Go to reserve power now." And then it comes back where it says, "It is our opinion that humpback whales can be can give the popper." So, what yeah. I found is a little different than just a little different. Okay. Yeah. Um, but. I think with all the distortion going on and like the changing of the scenes and stuff like that, you know, Cartwright coming on, I think, you know, there's definitely, he says a lot more, which I believe is what from the original script. There is more, but we'll get to that in the next minute. Oh. Save it. Save it for the next minute. All right. I can't wait. Uh, okay. Well then, yeah, I think you pretty much covered the rest of the minute then, right? Uh, we got, uh, you know, it's all garbled. Cartwright asked for what does he ask for? Um, satellite reserve power. He wants planetary go, go to reserve power now. Oh, I thought it was something about a satellite. Uh, maybe I imagined it. Hmm. I don't know. Because um, because that made me think of when we talked about how you know could they just float a balloon up you know above the yeah. clouds and get get sunlight. Yeah, and I like how, I like I love how everyone has stopped what they're doing, and is looking at the screen. Like no one else, you know. Before we, you see chaos. You see, you know, Bob and Jim are coming in, and they got the stanchion going, and you know, everyone's doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, Kirk, you know, put it on screen. Everyone stops. Yeah, they did. We gotta, do we gotta for, see what. I, I would think they would be pissed at Kirk, like right now. Like what? <laughs> Why are we answering a call from this criminal? <laughs> Yeah, they didn't give uh, Trillia the uh, same attention they're giving Kirk. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Well, again, we talked about this already a few times. Is maybe this is this is the first time people have seen Kirk since he stole the Enterprise? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because he, he did say, it, well, you just said he he said they're traveling in on a Klingon vessel, so that means yep. that also maybe the first time they're learning of that. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. So this could be big. This could be a big deal. Like, oh, it's Kirk. Kirk. Leopold, Leopold. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I will I like say. All right, I just, yeah. Uh, Cartwright does say satellite reserve power. It's not. I didn't imagine it. he did say it. Oh, okay. Um, so I, that was that was just. So I do think that maybe they could be they could be pulling some some wattage uh, out of the satellites. Okay. I feel vindicated. You, fantastic. You feel vindicated. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that's all I had. You got my you, you gave me a brilliant segue into my tidbits earlier. Um, but I, but Love I, the tidbits. I have no other tidbits, unfortunately. <laughs> you got anything else? I don't have anything else. All right. That's a good one. The uh, I I feel the energy level like the last two minutes have really started to pick up. Yep. Oh yeah. Because well, I think we're we're getting to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I felt like we were in a lull for let's say five or six minutes. There, we're just like kind of like yeah. But uh, yeah, this is getting me excited for uh, for what's coming next. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Shall we uh, wrap it up then? Sure. Cool. All right, folks. Uh, we'll be back on again. Back again on Friday. Uh, but uh, we encourage you while you're waiting uh, to head out to, uh, to StarTrekMinute.com. 
and check out our merch link. And uh, we've got all sorts of fun uh, t-shirt designs and uh, I don't even know what buttons and stickers and uh, all sorts of fun stuff um, that uh, we'd love you to buy. Every purchase you make, a little bit goes back to the show. Um, so check it out. And uh, we'll be back again on Friday talking about minute 30, the half hour mark mm. of the voyage home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.